Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, Janet Lee. Your favorite songs happen to be my favorite songs, too. Thank you so much. And hello out there, everybody. We continue with our teaching on the astounding revelations in the Bible about the mysterious, mysterious things of the universe. And we are happy to have you with us. We have so much to cover. I always get a little bit concerned when I have a message that I want to get the whole thing out. And I don't know if I'll have time because there's so much to say. Here we go. Let's, let's start this way. I wrote this a long, long time ago, <clears throat> and it says this, a day dawns in every life that is different from any other day that life has met. In a day that crosses the boundary of that invisible marker in time, which some call the turning point and others call the crossroads, some persons reach this point in life at the climax of stormy trials. Some reach it at the blank end of their aspirations and hopes. Some reach it in the epitome and desperation of their human failures. Still others reach it suddenly, as though it had been sailing all as though they had been sailing all their lives on a smooth sea and now had met their first way. It is the day of new horizons, that fraction in time when a mortal meets, meets head-on with destiny. It is that first wave for some people, as I said. And so, the point that we make here is that there are new revelations coming out. And they are outstanding. And they are one of a kind for this age. And it's a time of destiny for you listeners. It's a time of destiny for the various ones of you who are called into this deep word. You are being set free from the ritual and the humdrum and the third grade mentality of the church world. There was a recent archbishop of the Catholic Church that just passed away. And one of the things that he was famous for have said, and he was considered at one time to become one of the popes. And um, they didn't, of course, elect him, and I, I can understand why. And that's because he believed that the Catholic Church was 200 years behind on what the Bible was really focusing for God's people to be. Well, I accept that, and I accept that not only for the Catholics, but for the Protestants and, and most of the religions of the world. They are many, many, many years behind on what the church world should really have in the way of revelation and knowledge. And, and God is wanting, as the Bible says, to restore the paths to dwell in. And that's what we're doing today. We're, we're, we're bringing out this message uh, so that there will be paths to dwell in. Now, we've taught in the past on this thing called entanglement. And somehow it, it sort of fits in here at the beginning of this whole teaching. 
uh, entanglement refers to connections between separated particles that persisted regardless of the distance without having a collapsing of the wave particle function of either separated particle they persisted of making their communion their 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 contact their their contact uh, attack their their oneness now that is a a scientific word entanglement and in the manifest teachings we've had for many many years uh, manifest words that we use and and you know to to speak about this interconnecting medium that makes uh, what the science call uh, scientists call entanglement possible uh, entanglement um, is spelled spelled e n t a n g l e m e n t uh, and this act of entanglement, a scientific name, is manifest, manifestly called phototranslation. Uh, biblically, it's called transfiguration. There are many levels of this uh, phototranslation, uh, like, for instance, from um, uh, phototranslation uh, in the, uh, the min... min Mentality or the uh, mentational uh, aspect of thoughts, uh, being able to transfer or tra transfigure uh, your thoughts from one point to another point, or photo translate your, your thoughts from one point to another point, or from one person to another point person. <coughs> Excuse me. Regardless <coughs> of the distance of separation. And that is very important. <coughs> Let's go on. Um, there are, are many levels of this uh, photo translation, as I said, and I mentioned this, uh, you know, this uh, mentational uh, aspect of thoughts. Uh, transferring them from one point to another point. Then um, transpirationally, uh, you know, from a destiny love to a destiny love. And then ministerially uh, of an ascendant person who chooses to, re to remain on earth uh, and be attached to the physical world as a dignitary which is uh, mentioned in the Bible, and it's a, and it's, and it's a ministry to, to people that you've been associated with and, and that you want to be there as their guardian angel. And that guardian angel allows this person who has become a dignitary to do that. So there are, are so, so many things that, that are important there. Uh, God is calling the people today and, and, you know, many of them will say, I can't do that. I just don't have the, the mind power. Don't say that. Don't program yourself. God is raising up spiritual mind engines. And uh, these spiritual mind engines are going to be able to transmit uh, a, a relative uh, equilibrium, uh, equal uh, 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 points of thought to, to the, the vortices where spiritually hot energy of the first domain uh, are, are the, that they are just streaming. So uh, let's, let's get on board. Let's overcome the out of phase. You know, out of phase is, is caused by lack of prayer and communion with God 
or too much stress on the human side, or too much care and desire toward physical attraction. Got to overcome that. God is wanting us to to come into a new spiritual uh, pre-transposition of power, even though you are not in the perfected place, even though you are not, uh, you know, returned 100% as the angel. You still are an elect angel. So as an elect angel, you have power far beyond anything that you can imagine. So you still can can have a pre-transposition uh, that's available to you prior to the actual transition. And the, Jesus said in Matthew thirteen forty seven, the kingdom of heaven is like a net. So there are all of these <clears throat> lattice connections to the creations and ongoing word of God and first domain connections. And it's, it's an elevation. It's a, a signature of, uh, of people that are being brought into this, uh, you know, restoration of paths to dwell in. Okay. Now, <clears throat> I, I get uh, various news articles, and um, uh, I, I found it so interesting. So many of them are so negative about the United States and so negative about the future of the United States. And, uh, of course, um, I'm not accepting that, and I've uh, put out prophecies, and, and I've made um, ministerial statements. Uh, but one of the, of the statements that um, uh, one company constantly puts out is how many people are moving uh, from the United States and moving to other countries. And when they give the number... It's just, it's just a paltry matter of, of a few hundred people. And when you're talking about a nation of, of, of the millions and millions of people that the United States is, you know, it's just absolutely fun-making. But what they don't say that is a big thing going on is that China's millionaires are migrating to the USA and to Australia in increasing numbers. And, uh, and those that uh, have been interviewed have said that uh, they are afraid that uh, if there's any kind of failures of, at all uh, in China uh, with the financial aspect of things or with a new government coming in, that they could decide just overnight uh, to, to uh, take everyone's millions and make it a, a, a government uh, funds. And so, you know, they're, they're moving out of China. I'm only mentioning this thing to, to show how that there is so much information out there on the Internet, so much information out there in the, in, in, in the, in the email, that people are being uh, given false information, and they're being fed fear, and they're being fed lies. And, and this is true also in much of the church world. There, there are 200 years, as that, as that uh, archbishop said, 200 years behind uh, where they should be as informed people being able to understand and know the message of God. And it's, it's just sad and it's just sick and, and, and it's just unfortunate. Now, uh, the last week or so, I, I mentioned how that uh, it is said that only 5% of the universe has, uh, uh, you know, been understood. And, uh, and that it is also surmised uh, that um, uh, as far as the uh, reality of, 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 of truth in almost every aspect of science, uh, that same 5% applies. 
It is said that only 5% of the oceans and seas of the world have been uh, studied for understanding. And uh, there's a lot along the line of archaeological digging that they say hasn't even been touched. Many nations where there's been almost no archaeological diggings. And we mentioned the connection to now we look through a glass darkly, we know in part, we prophesy in part. And I said last week, you know, I begin to think that that amount that we don't know there is 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 ninety five percent, and the world basically in the general revelation of of uh, the Bible only knows about five percent. That is sad. That is sick. Now, now for instance, in um, uh, in five twenty five B C. Now that's a long time ago. Five hundred twenty five B C. Going way way back in time, there was a dis- disagreement that the Persians had with Egypt because one of the pharaohs said some things that they felt was insulting uh, to one of the Persian uh, uh, kings or leading persons. So they got together an army of 50,000 soldiers and marched across the desert. Now they decided to try to avoid any skirmishes uh, with some of the, you know, the the outland uh, uh, guards, and and they were trying to pull a surprise and come in through the back way, but they caught got caught in a terrible uh, desert storm, and all fifty thousand of that Persian army were killed in that storm. Now, only recently, <laughs> come on, only recently. From the year 525 B.C., have they found the bones of these 50,000 Persian soldiers who died in that storm? You talk about things that are not found, things that are not known. How that an army of 50,000 people could not have been found, could not have been uh you know, somebody have noticed some of the bones or, or discovered them. Or, of course, they were they were buried in the in the sandstorm. But you'd think that maybe one bone popped up, or that that people would have somehow found it. But they didn't. And there's a lot of mysteries just like that that have gone on for years and years and years, and they have not discovered. They have not found it. Now, we we recently were talking about the name of Mars. And and there's some very, very interesting things. Like, for instance, the ancient Greek, the ancient Greek in the 6th century B.C., when they referred to planets, they, they, they called them wandering stars. And so the term wandering stars actually comes from the word that the, the Greek have used, and it means planet. So in Jude, when it talks about the wandering stars, you know, that could easily also be associated to planets. And of course, Mars is a planet. And there are things in the Bible that people have not understood. You know, like, like the very name of Mars, uh, you know, um, it comes from a, a, a Greek and Roman god. And, and, and so... Uh, not only does Mars uh, uh, have a meaning of Tuesday, which we'll get into a- after a bit, as we did before, but a little bit more, but it also, uh, you know, is uh, Mars is is the abbreviation for the month of March. 
so th- we are affected in this society. We are affected in this world and in all the nations of the world uh, by some of these names that, that were uh, entangled, so to speak, with, with the, the gods that were mythological gods, but nevertheless were gods that were, that in a sense went beyond mythological aspect because the Bible shows it how that they that they were uh, were worshipped by the people, and and great uh, numbers of of uh, of people worshipped uh, these gods, and uh, and did it for generations of time. So it's it's uh, uh, it's it's very very interesting to know that and to to read it because without that kind of knowledge, a person is just you you just lost. You know you don't. You don't know where you're going. You don't know where you're coming. Now, let me just show you this real fast. If we looked in the book of Jeremiah, and we turned to the 44th chapter, Jeremiah 44, and, and, and let's just read this because you get to see the extent of this thing about the gods and how important this is to understand because if you don't have this whole information, then you're just missing out. Now, in Jeremiah 44, uh, we have... Uh, Jeremiah uh, preaching to the um, uh, to to these various people and and including priests of of Israel and he's saying to them they've got to quit worshiping these gods they've got to stop burning incense to them and uh, and then in uh, Jeremiah forty four sixteen they answer and they say as for the word that you have spoken unto us in the name of the Lord, we will not hearken unto you. But we will certainly do whatsoever thing goeth forth out of, out of our own mouth, to burn incense to the Queen of Heaven, and to pour out drink offerings unto her, as we have done, we and our fathers, and our kings, and our princes, and, and in the cities of Judah, and in the streets of Jerusalem, for then we had plenty of victuals and were well and saw no evil. But since we left off to burn incense to the queen of heaven and to pour out drink offerings unto her, we have wanted all things and have been consumed by the sword and by the famine. And when we burned incense to the queen of heaven and poured out drink offerings unto her, did we make her cakes to worship her and, and pour out drink offerings unto her? Uh, uh, without our our men and so he they're saying that that they didn't have this war they didn't have this loss of men uh when they were uh, worshiping the queen and this is the deception that they were in the queen of heaven so we have to understand when we're talking about some of these introductory things to a lot of people and it gets into these pagan gods that you know you 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 can't get around it you can't you can't have a Tuesday without knowing that that that's that was named after Mars. You can't be born in the month of, of March or or do activity in the month month of March uh, without realizing that that's named that is named after Mars. And and, and there are some incredible things. And, and so when we talk about things like the the wandering stars. Um, there is an aspect that that as in the language of the ancient greek where where that word wandering stars is the definition for planet uh from which it was derived 
So it's very, very important that we uh, understand that. And uh, there was, uh, you know, di different names. Now, we shared with you uh, how that um, there was this, um, this uh, uh, wife of Nimrod. And her name was uh, Astarte. And if you break that apart, it's A-Star Tuesday. Because the abbreviation that's given there is for Tuesday. And, and, uh, and you know, there's different abbreviations. There's, there's T-Y-R. There's a T-I-W apostrophe S, Tuesday. Uh, and, and, and there's different spellings because you have a transliteration uh, uh, difference from one uh, language to another. Uh, but there's no question about it. That, that the wife, uh, a star, uh, uh, Tuesday, had that name. Now, uh, of course, we, we taught and showed you how that, that uh, Nimrod, uh, and, and we showed the importance of that word rod, how that, that it represented, you know, like this, the, the rod visions of the eye, of the retina. And, and how that there's quite a story there, and it's, it's a m multiplicity number of those rods that are available in the eye uh, for the, the various aspects of, of vision. And how that Nimrod uh, was, you know, a person uh, just recent after the, after the flood, and, uh, and you know, he, he, he was connected, as we'll get back into that, with, uh, with uh, you know, uh, being like... Uh, uh, a relative, you know, to Ham, and uh, it is just, it is just absolutely interesting that that this thing of Tuesday comes up because it connects a person who was angry at God because of the flood and because of the destruction of life and because of the destruction of of buildings and living places and whatever they had available in those days, and so. We, we've, we've got this thing where there is definitely a connection to Mars, and, and, and uh, uh, we're, going to, we're going to open up that, that uh, uh, understanding. And we, we, we saw in our teachings that in 2 Kings 17.30, uh, the name Nergal, uh, which, is, which is a name of a god that means Mars. And yes, that is true. Mars actually, uh, you see, the, uh, uh, was a Roman god, and um, and it was a, a god of war, and uh, it was it was uh, uh, connected as a counterpart, and then it went even beyond that as it got into the uh, linguistic history. The, it began to merge the the god of uh, of of Eris. Uh, became the 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 god of, which was of the Greeks, the god of Eris of the Greeks, uh, became by the Romans Mars, the god that represented this Eris. And Eris was a, a a man of war. He was a warrior. He loved war. He loved war. The uh, this uh, history says more than he did women. 
And and uh, so uh, when we start thinking, well, what is all of this about Mars? Well, we want to tell you that that there was one there was one day a great battle in war in in, uh, in uh, on uh, Mars between uh, the forces of Lucifer, Satan, and the forces of the cherubimic, seraphimic uh, angels of God, and and it was it was a battle zone. And we we want to you know uh, give you some you know more scripture. Uh, I can't give everything to you because it would take me so long, and we would wouldn't get on up the road with all these teachings. Uh, we showed how that uh, that uh, you know uh, uh, Nergal N E R G A L uh, has the has the the uh, abbreviated word in it uh, gal G A L uh, which can also be G I L. This is how you know individual letters can can uh, uh, have a, a different uses, uh, but still mean the same thing. And so gel gal or gal gal mean the same thing, and you can find that in Hebrews one five three four. A Strong's Concordance and 1535. And it's a Hebrew Chaldean word. And you, you can find in, in, in Ezekiel chapters 1 and chapters 10 uh, where it uses the term wheel because uh, Gelgal means wheel. <coughs> and there are two kinds of wheels. There's the wheel that translates to Ophan. Uh, and and then as a plural, a meaning more than one wheel is is ophanim because that's the plural. Then there's the wheel that is the physical wheel, which is the the uh, galgal. And so we see in these chapters of Ezekiel one and and ten how that the wheel in the middle of the wheel is that the the wheel galgal is the physical ship, and the the wheel in the middle of that physical ship is the spirit angel and and that spirit angel is the ophanim and then um, uh, because of the fall of the ophanims then the uh, cherubim as guardian angels were were, were uh, uh, used to represent and stand in place of the ophanim and so those are very very important things to understand in order to really get this all put together. Again, on this thing about uh, Mars, uh, we, ex we showed you how that uh, the United States Air Force, the United States Army, uh, you know, the, the, they, they have uh, this military auxiliary radio systems, which uh, the, the first letters of that, military, M, auxiliary, A, radio, R, systems, S, that's Mars. And that Mars is is uh, connected to both the United States Air Force, United States uh, Army, uh, using that code for, for the special communication systems uh, if the communication systems ever got knocked out. It's not any small thing. This is, uh, is big. There's a connection. There's, there, there's a connection to the past. There's a connection to the future. Uh, it, it, is, it is nothing, uh, nothing smart at all. Uh, to 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 pass by, um, you know uh, the French word uh, Mardi M A R D I means Mars Day, and so in 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 that connection, uh, the month of Mars is also named after Mars, and uh, and uh, it's 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 a story that it is has reality to it, and that is is uh, absolutely. Uh, 
uh, not just a guess, but it, you know, it is real and it is true. So, okay, we got to keep moving here. We have so much to cover, so much to cover. So, um, we we uh, we covered briefly in Genesis three twenty four that the flaming sword was different from the the cherubim angels that were that were guarding the the uh, the tree of life. Now, um, we will discover that, um, like, um, I, I don't um, endorse the book of Enoch, although beyond the question of a shadow of a doubt, uh, it was a book that was used by the patriots of the Bible. Uh, but the, the reason I am slow to endorse it is because there's been quite a bit of corruption uh, in the in the wording of it, and uh, I'm looking forward. Uh, God allow me to have that time on earth to do it, to translate the book of Enoch, and and to make it right, and so to be able to you know explain uh, some of these very very important things that uh, you know people need to know, because uh, you know uh, for instance uh, if um, uh, if. Uh, we we uh, were to get into the subject, which uh, I will after a bit. Uh, it would have some pretty interesting revelations on chapter six of of, of Genesis. But first, let's just talk about Genesis tw- three twenty four, the flaming sword which turned every which way. Now, uh, we were saying that you know uh, that's like the tree of good and evil knowledge. It covers the good, it covers the bad, it turns every which way. And 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 that that was the, uh, the sword uh, of, um, of of Satan. Now uh, there is scripture in the Bible, and you can also find this in checking all kinds of other things. That sometimes the word staff and sword mean the same thing, and a staff was a sword. And uh, and then if you check the word staff, you can see where it it, it can also mean rod. And and so these words are interchangeable and interconnected. And so when we talk about the sword turning every which way, uh, you know, it's connected to the staff. It's connected to the rod. Uh, it, it, it has a really incredible uh, meaning. And, and um, uh, we, we want to show where, where uh, that sword of Satan uh, has, has uh, been broken. And we'll get into those scriptures, God give us the time, uh, uh, you know, uh, broken as far as it being able to be continuously used. And so on the one side, as the tree of life was taken away from availability, the the uh, flaming sword uh, rod uh, of, of Lucifer was also later on Mars uh, made to be taken away. And... Um, and how the story really goes is that when uh, the flood came, or just before the flood came, of Noah's time, uh, Lucifer Satan took all of the, uh, the special Nephthalim uh, people uh, and, and took them to Mars and had put them in this incredible cave that one day they will find. And uh, he had with him uh, this this uh, uh, rod, uh, you know, and I think a really neat name uh, for it that showed up later in Egypt was the was the was, you know, uh, you know, rod, and um, and uh, it has a a like a an ancient uh, almost um, dragon type of bird's head on it, 
and it's quite the story there. And, and, he, and there was a great battle. There, there was a great battle, and the Bible tells about it, that took place uh, in, in, on Mars. And, and this battle that took place on Mars was between uh, the, the seraphim cherubim, uh, who, when they found out that, that Lucifer moved uh, uh, his forces to Mars, uh, which he already had that planet, was already named af after the name that means warrior or war. And, and, and he, he has a plan, you know, just like in Isaiah, uh, I think it's the 14th chapter, where he says, I'll set my, my throne. The, you know, the Bible in Revelation talks about the seat of Satan. And he wanted to have a seat uh, in addition to what he was doing on Earth. And he wanted to have that seat on Mars uh, and, and be able to, to raise his armies there. Well, when the forces of, 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 of uh, the host of, of the angels of the cherubim, the host of the angels of the seraphim, uh, came to war against him, he again lost that war to them, and then they gave him a choice. He would either leave his flaming sword, leave it there in the cave in the planet of Mars, or they would destroy, they would kill all his Nephilim. So he made the decision that he, he, he would, did not want the Nephilim killed. So, so he, he left the sword and he took all of them to a moon uh, uh, on, um, uh, around about um, a Saturn, the planet Saturn. And, uh, and it would take me a lot of time to show you all this stuff, but I can and I will in the, in the course of time. You know, and um, and and but we find you know that there's always been a battle of the rods. Uh, we had uh, Moses went to the Pharaoh, and God said, you know, first to him, what's in your hand? He said, well, it's a rod. He says, okay, let me show you what this really means. You've got something you don't know what it is. You have no idea what it could do, and that's the way the whole church is. They got this this Bible, which is also called a sword, which in 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 a sense is a staff and also a rod, and and they don't know what they've got. And and the spirit of the Holy Ghost is speaking now and saying, "Hey, what do you have there? What is that?" You say, "Well, it's, it's the Bible." <laughs> you know, you don't know what you've got there. You don't understand the fullness of that Bible. The, the 30, the 60, the 100 fold. You only understand a small part of it. You only, you're only into, you know, looking through a glass darkly and, and know maybe 5% of it. There's 95% that hasn't been revealed yet that, that I, God, can reveal. Now he says, let me show you something. Lift up that rod. God is saying, I want this word to be lifted up uh, right out of the scripture. I want to show how this word can come alive and it can be a living word. Because when it's a dead word, it does not do anything for anyone. But when the word is, is made alive uh, and is living, then, you know, it, it stands up, you know. And that's the whole concept of, 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 the, uh, of the meaning of, of, of righteousness, uprightness, and righteousness. Okay, let's move on. So, this, uh, this is very important, uh, the rod of, uh, of the angel and the rod of the serpent. And, uh, and we're going to get into that in just a little bit here. Um, now, let's look at, uh, at, 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 this, uh, at Numbers 21. Turn to Numbers 21. Uh, 
I have so much to cover. I, I'm really going to have to, you know, make a, a a good move here. But we will. God help us. And uh, and we're talking about, you know, the rod that is known uh, in the medical world today as the Hippocratic Oath rod, the Caldusius rod, or Caldusius pole. And uh, in the 21st chapter of uh, of the Book of Numbers, it talks about that uh, the people were were on their way uh, on the the journey to where uh, they were headed, you know, toward the new land. But because they had been so complaining, and because they had been so, um, you know, uh, so dif uh, having difficulty in hearkening to the voice of the Lord, um, that the Lord sent fiery serpents among the people, and they bit the people, and much of the people died. Okay? Therefore, the, the, the people came to Moses, and this is chapter 21 of Numbers, verse 6 and 7. Therefore, the people came to Moses, Moses and said, We have sinned, for we have spoken against the Lord and against thee. Pray unto the Lord that he will take away the serpents from us. And Moses prayed uh, for the people. And the Lord said unto him, <clears throat> Make thee a fiery serpent and set it upon a pole, and it shall come to pass that everyone that is bitten, when he looks upon it, shall live. And Moses made a serpent of brass and put it upon the pole, and it came to pass uh, that if a serpent had bitten any man, when he beheld the serpent of brass, he lived. Now, um, this is uh, so very uh, important to, to understand and, and to really have the story of, because... Uh, if if you don't have the story, then uh, you are missing a really important revelation, and uh, this this revelation is uh, something that God wants you to have. He He wants you to have have this uh, revelation and and to know what the Bible really is talking about, and and uh, so here's here's what we have got, and this is so important. We've, we've got something here that is very difficult for people to be able to find the truth. Because when the translators and some of these people, even like Strong's book, when they were, when they were making these um, uh, various translations, uh, they did not understand the revelation. So they were doing their best to try to make the Bible to make sense because they were a believer in the Bible. But... Um, uh, there was things that just didn't make sense to him. Well, in this context here, we have two names. You know, so someone says, well, I only see one. It just says serpent. Yeah, but it's just like the word heaven and just like the word hell. You've got the word hell, and, and, and people say, it's just one name. It's hell. Well, no, not really. Uh, that word hell can, can be Tartaru. It, it can be it, it it can it can stand uh, you know for all of the other names uh, you know that that it's talking about, and there's a whole bunch of, of different names uh, you know and and uh, Gahina you know and and Hades and on and on and on are all different names translated from the word hell and same thing with heaven there are different kinds of heaven heavens and and so uh with this word here we have we have the same thing we have this pole but we have 
We have uh, a serpent that it seems like it's just one serpent that's on it, but it's not one serpent because there's two different names that mean two different things. One of the of the serpent's name, you see, is um, is Seraph, S E R A P H, and um, and then the other name is Nahash, and and so when you look up these two different names, uh, you get two different kinds of revelation. Now, uh, to really make a point, don't lose your place in numbers, but to really make a point, uh, let's go over to the book of, um, of, of Isaiah, uh, and let's just, uh, let's just take a look at something here. I think it's, um, uh, let me see which one we want to get to first, because it's so very interesting. Um, Let's look at Isaiah 6. Isaiah 6. Let's start with that. Chapter 6 of Isaiah. And, and um, let's, let's just um, uh, get this into our mind. Uh, let's see if that's right or not. Um, hmm. No, that's not quite the right. Wait a minute. Maybe I'm in the, I'm in the wrong book here. Hold on. Yeah, here it is. Chapter 6. That's right. Okay, Isaiah chapter 6, verse 1. In the year that King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord sitting upon a throne, high and lifted up, and his train filled the temple. And above it stood the seraphims, and each one had six wings. And twain he covered his face, and with twain he covered his feet, and with twain he did fly. <clears throat> and one cried unto another, and said, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is full of his glory. Now, when you read this about these seraphims who are saying, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts, and the whole earth is full of his glory, you should by all means be led to believe that these are holy creatures. These are these are angels. These seraphims are holy. Now if you were to take and and go to the Strong's Concordance and look up the word seraphim on the on the Strong's Concordance, you would find in Numbers eighty three fourteen that that seraphim was the word translated from serpent in the 21st chapter of the book of Numbers. And what they did is because they could not understand how the seraphim could have anything to do with this pole that, that, that Moses was making, they just used the word seraph. So if you, you look up uh, the word serpent, they will not show you this revelation of seraphim in Strong's. You will just get seraph, and you will get a translation from seraph that that is just a snake. But when you get the really true translation, is you can prove it by going back to this chapter of, 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 um, of Isaiah and show that it is the, the exact 
same trans, same Strong's Concordance word for serpent, meaning seraphim. Eighty three fourteen, and that's where you begin to get, see a whole different thing, because now you suddenly have a seraphim on the pole, and you have a nahash, which is an entirely different, entirely different number. And that is so absolutely important. In other words, you know, you've got 5117, you know, uh, 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 and other words that we're going to look into here that, that talk about some very connected things. But, but um, uh, you're, 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 going to, you're going to come across uh, like uh, some very, very, very important revelation here as as uh, you begins to see like you're going to you come across in in that when you look up the uh, second serpent on the on on the pole is on uh, is strong's 5175 and it's for the word nahash which means snake okay it means snake okay now this is so important and please listen and know i've tried to touch on this different times but right now it needs to be reconnected because it so ties into the nimrod and all this whole story so now you've got you've got the the the, the two the two uh, uh entities the nahash snake and the um the healing serpent uh in the form of the healing serpent but as it being a seraphim angel. Now, let's take a look at this logically. Here these people are scared to death and they're being bitten by these, by these, um, uh, these snakes. And, and some of the people are dying. And so uh, then God says to Moses, okay, well, make you uh, an image of, of those uh, same snakes and put it up on the rod and when they see the, the, uh, an image of the same snake that's been uh, biting them, torturing them, and killing many of them, then they'll be healed. Now that is not how God works. You check all the way that God works, he doesn't use that. He doesn't, he doesn't use that kind uh, of the image of the very evil thing that's destroying somebody to heal them. And that was not how it did work. But what you did have is you had the Nahash snake at the bottom of the caduceus of the pole. And you had the seraphim angel with its foot upon the head of that snake. And when the people of Israel looked at that and they saw that the angel was stepping on the head of the, of the snake, they understood that message. They understood that by God, God was, was taking, causing the angels to go before them. And they were used to that ministry because throughout all of the time that they're marching through the wilderness and marching on their journeys, the, God is always saying, the angels will go before you. And, and, and that's the story. And then that ties in with the, with the book of Genesis where, where uh, when it was talking about the woman seed and it's talking about uh, the, the serpent, uh, how, how that that there will be this connection bet between the, the foot and the, and the head and, and, and all of these kind of things. And, uh, and it, it's, it's a fulfillment. So when the Bible says, uh, you know, that Jesus, 
Jesus, you know, says, "I will be, I will be, be lifted up uh, as as a uh, uh, as, as a snake." Uh, people have this idea that Jesus is going to be lifted up on the rock uh, like a Nahash snake. But Jesus was talking about he would fulfill the rest of that story on this, on this, this cross. Now, you can look in dictionaries, and you get a good, good full, full dictionary, you will find that one of the names for the cross is the rod. So it brings us back to the rod, it brings us back to the staff, it brings us back uh, to the sword, and, and he said, I will, be, I will be lifted up on the rod as, as uh, the, the, uh, the good serpent, uh, uh, you know, which was the healing serpent sign, and that's why this ended up being part of the uh, Caduceus and, and the, the Hippocratic Oath. Because it was for healing, and that was the plan. But it wasn't meant for it to be the evil snake put on that, that caduceus like they have now. It was meant to have the, the angel seraphim. And, 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 and there's a whole bigger connection to that that I don't have, have to, to, to mention because it ties in to, to uh, you know, um, uh, starry uh, various kinds of, of uh, constellations. And, and uh, there's a whole connection there to the, to the seraphim with that and why that, that, that term is connected with uh, the, the seraphim. But I, I don't have the time to get into that today. But the, the beauty of this, the glory of this, the power of this, you know, has been so missed. And it's made it look like, well, I'm going to be lifted up on the cross like a snake. And they've totally missed what he's saying. I'm going to be lifted up on the, on the cross like how it was shown and, and exampled uh, in the day of Moses when the seraphim was put at the, at the, at the top of the, of, the, of the pole and had his, and his foot of conquering the Nahash uh, uh, serpent. And, and and when people saw that, they they just were inspired, and and they just were healed, and they were protected, and and that is the message that God wants to get out. There's been so much disinformation, and simply because even in the Strongs, when people try to look it up, they can't get any answer, but that it's the same snake, because they have not shown there in Strongs that the same meaning of one of those snakes is the meaning of the seraphim, which you can discover on your own by just taking that seraphim name and, and, not, you know, and, 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 and finding out what, what its number is, and you'll see that it is that, that same number. And, so, and, and there's a whole lot more interpretation that goes with that to, to uh, you know, uh, make that totally under, understood. But uh, but uh, now, as we as we begin to to you know see this revelation, uh, and and as we begin to understand that the word fiery serpent is 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 fiery is also a, a, a term term that is used to describe the, the seraphims, and and so um, and we haven't begun to understand the uh, the ultimate meaning of, of of the word serpent, so I wanted you I wanted you to have that. This is sort of a, a fast over that that uh, we we are doing, but uh, you know it has to be that way because uh, if we don't, then you know we we we're not going to know where, where we're going. Now, um, uh, as we, as we 
get into looking at different scriptures, we can see where it talks about in uh, Isaiah. Now let's let's look at this in Isaiah uh, four. Uh, let's see, fourteen twenty nine is it? Maybe let's see here, fourteen twenty nine, um, and um, it says um, in fourteen twenty nine, uh, rejoice thou not, whole Palestinia. Because the rod of him that smote thee is broken. For out of the serpent's mouth shall come forth a cockatrite, and his fruit shall be a fiery uh, uh, flying serpent. And here we have another prediction of the two kinds of serpents. And, and one is, is called a fruit, which is, is, is going, to, <laughs> going to break the serpent's rod. And and people haven't understood that because one is a seraphim and the other is is like Nahash, and and so we've got this story here of the broken rod. Well, the serpents, uh, the, the the serpent's rod, the the satanic rod, the you know is 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 the the flaming uh, uh, sword turning every which way. It's lying, uh, you know, right now uh, in, in a big huge cave in, in Mars. Where, where it, the the rod was broken, and and it's it's just a a, a beautiful wonderful uh, thing to to see and to understand how that God by moving in in His revelation, uh, you know, is is bringing His His people into into uh, a beautiful knowledge of what the really truth is that the, that is written in the Bible. And God wants us to know that. Now, if if we look at um, if we look at uh, at, at Psalms, um, and I say I think it's one twenty five, and and it says in verse three, for the rod of the wicked shall not rest upon the lot of the righteous, lest the righteous put forth their hands into iniquity. And so here we see something very very important. We see where. Where, like, if we look at that, if, if, we, if we look at that, that meaning, and we look at like the term "rest," well, not rest. Uh, it means uh, to stay, uh, uh, you know, or to dwell, uh, you know, and and uh, to to make to set down, uh, you know. Uh, it it is saying it's it's going to rest, but when it does this rest, it's not going to be upon the head of the wicked. Because I'm going to put it into a rest that is uh, where it cannot rest upon the head of the wicked. But when you look up what the word rest means, it means it's not going to be able to dwell uh, with, with, with uh, God's people. Uh, it, it, it's going to fall. That's all part of the interpretation of the word rest. It's going to be made to set down. And and you can compare that with the Hebrew Strong's uh, 51.17 and uh, 30. 241 and that comes from the word 5123 which is the word asleep uh, or a slumber uh, written in the margin and what it's the sleep is referring to is a suspended state and that's why when Jesus was talking and using that same term about Lazarus he says Lazarus is not dead he's asleep he was talking about this suspended state that is then connected to the rod of Satan and that it is in a suspended state. And, and that is how that is broken. It's broken from being able to be uh, used uh, in, 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 its, in its power. So um, uh, there are 
many scriptures I could give you on this, but guess what? I just don't have the time right now to do it. We're just, uh, we just don't have that kind of time. So um, let's, uh, let's keep moving because we have a lot, lot to cover. And then, uh, you know, we covered this thing of Sherezer, uh, 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 which is to hyphenate it with the word Nergal, which is the name of a god, but also means Mars, because Mars was a Roman god. And, and, uh, and so people say, well, yeah, but that's all about paganistic stuff. Uh, yeah, so is a lot of the things of the world. So is Tuesday that you work on and that you pray on. So, so, so is, uh, uh, you know, a Mars, which means the month of March uh, and many other things. And, uh, and so, so we've we got we to face it. We've got to be true with what is true and, and connect and understand. Otherwise, people are just not going to make their way, uh, you know, uh, through, through uh, uh, the, the turmoil and the disinformation that is, uh, is out there every which way you look. And, and uh, you know, God, God, wants, uh, God wants it to be noticed, no, no one. Now, if you look at, um, at, at Isaiah 51, 9, Awake, awake, put on your strength, O arm of the Lord. Awake as in the ancient days, in the generations of old. Art thou not it that has cut uh, Rahab and wounded the dragon? Uh, art thou not it which has dried the sea and the waters and the great deep and made the depths of the sea away for the transform uh, uh, for the ransomed to pass over? Here we have <coughs> about an ancient, ancient time, and here it's telling us about the dragon because this is all connected. We 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 see how that 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 uh, that Nimrod is connected. We'll get into that again a little later with, with, with Baal and, 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 and that was his father and then he's married to this queen of heaven and, uh, and then they have a son that's a, that becomes a sun god and, and there's all these connections that are tying in to the planets and tying into the earth and tying into the moon and then the sun uh, because uh, he's the power of the prince of air and he's the, the Beelzebub of the flyers of the Ziths, uh, not the Ziths, but the Zams. So, so uh, the story is is incredible, and and uh, w we are uh, here today to understand, uh, you know, that uh, that uh, this this uh, Beelzebub, who's the prince of the power of the air, uh, has been doing a lot of work. He's not just playing around. He's uh, you know, uh, doing a lot of work. And the Bible talks, as I said earlier, about Satan's uh, seat. Now, it's interesting. I talked about this rod and how that it, that it this, uh, was left uh, after this great battle of the forces uh, uh, between uh, the angels of God and the angels of, of, uh, of Lucifer and how that they had to leave uh, the rod there in that cave and, and how that there were these incredible caves on Mars, and and uh, and then about a week or, st or, or so later, uh, there came start coming all kinds of things on the internet, and one of the really interesting things is, is the revelation that a astronauts are in training, and where do they have them at? They have them going into caves, 
and they're going into the you know the the biggest caves that they can find. This is literally happening, and they're training of 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 uh, being able to go in and and uh, search out caves. Why? Because they plan to to send astronauts to do that very thing, uh, to search out the caves because they know, uh, just as, as Lucifer Satan knew, this would be one of the best places to survive on the planet Mars. And, and so they're preparing the astronauts, even now, even years ahead, uh, to be able to, uh, you know, get all the history and all the ideas of all the things that they would need to do uh, to be able to very successfully uh, go into those caves on Mars, which is planned to do and which the astronauts are now training to go in caves. And so these things that I'm telling you, they're not stupid. They're not idiotic. They're real. They make, they make sense. And, and the Bible tells us in Revelations 12, 9, that the great dragon is the old serpent. O-L-D, not O-L-E, old serpent. And, and so when we look here as we did in Revelations 9, where it talks about uh, uh, that has not he cut uh, Rahab and wounded the dragon, and then we take that all of the way to the New Testament in the book of Revelations, where it talks about one of the heads was was wounded with a deadly wound, but it was, but it became healed. Now, when it's talking about became healed and that this deadly head wound, that's connected to this this sword turning ever which way, and 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 it's, and it's talking about some kind of restoration uh, that's going to happen, so that that heals that wound, which ties into Rahab and and, and this dragon thing, and so that is. Very, very important, and and uh, as uh, you know, a person uh, really uh, begins to to see these kind of truths. It 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 just wakes you up. It just wakes you up. And 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 there's a revelation about uh, Rahab and 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 the dragon, and and because you really have a representation here of, of the, the Leviathans, because there's the land Leviathan and there's the the ocean Leviathan, and uh, the sea Leviathan, wh whichever way you want to call it. So so um, uh, you know uh, uh, when when the Bible talks about uh, like Paul and when he prayed and. Uh, you know, and he says, even if uh, if an angel uh, preach uh, uh, another gospel in this, don't listen to it. And then there's people that'll say, well, see there, you got to be careful talking about angels. You got to leave angels out of the picture because the Bible says that if if there's if an angel preaches the other gospel, which shows us that that angels are not the same as as being able to have the truth. And, and that is so absolutely stupid because the Bible tells us, you know, that in 2 Corinthians 11:14 that Lucifer, Satan, transforms himself into an angel of light. So we know that we've got the, we've got the 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 fallen angels of uh, that when the Bible says that Lucifer uh, Satan fell from heaven uh, and his angels those were cherubims uh, that were co-owned with him so so we know that there's angels out there that are preaching another gospel they're preaching the gospel of Lucifer Satan and it doesn't have anything to do with talking about the good angels the seraphim and the cherubim and and that's why. This whole world is so mixed up because they can't keep they can't keep these things straight. 
They, they, they just can't seem to, to, to keep it the way it's supposed to be. Now, it's, it's interesting. We just talked recently about the Bible says that the beginning for life in this universe was dug out of the of a black hole pit and we talked about the astrodon star i don't have the time to go back over that today but the the unrolling uh, of the scroll of the universe and and uh and then it forming a crystalline lattice network uh, all fulfilling the bible all fulfilling things it's interesting that just recently they have made a discovery uh with these new telescopes have been able to turn on that that they have found millions millions of black holes and 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 they found these extreme really hot uh galaxies and and so we see that this subject of the black hole is no minor little thing and this whole revelation uh you know it, it's it's a universal thing and and uh, uh you know all this information is just beginning to pour out but guess what uh we've been there before these people we've been there b- before the, the these discoverers these scientists the word of god is is foremost and that's the way god wants it to be they say there are five reasons life on Mars looks possible. Number one, the terrain is very much like the Earth. Number two, it has an atmosphere and, and therefore has weather. Number three, it has nooks and caves, which they feel is survival thing. Number four, they have confirmed that there's water. And number five, they've discovered methane, which um, they are still thinking could be from a biological source. And so there's a lot is coming out, you know. There's lots. Of, they, they talk about, you know, these, um, uh, these, these shock waves that they are discovering that have crinkles in them. And, and they crinkle the very uh, space-time uh, uh, scenario. Uh, we have terms in the manifest called curves, which uh, very much goes along with that. It's written like almost... 50 years ago and, and and it's it's just it's it's just beautiful and powerful and glorious and and uh you know things things are are moving on and that scroll of life when it was unrolled uh you know all that information, that's why it was called a scroll. All that information is out there. When we talk about energy dots, that's not stupid, that's not wrong, that's right. And we're way, way ahead of what the scientists are just now beginning to discover. They have discovered that, that at the horizon point of a, of a black hole, that the information that goes into the black hole is somehow recorded there, and, and, and that it is known forever. Uh, interesting. Absolutely uh, super interesting. And and we've we've talked about the revelation of uh, you know dark matter. We've given the scriptures of the stretching of the heavens, like uh, Psalms one o four two, Isaiah forty twenty two, uh, Job nine eight, Isaiah forty eight thirteen, uh, Jeremiah ten twelve, Jeremiah fifty one fifteen, Zechariah twelve one, uh, Proverbs uh, uh, you know um, uh, eight. And I'm not sure what this number is. It looks like it might be a 24. And we give scriptures about the dark energy, Psalms 18:11, and uh, dark matter, Isaiah 40:21-22, and uh, all kinds of other scriptures that that go along with it. We were talking a really neat subject. I thought last week when we talked about message in a bottle, Psalms 56:8. 
tears into a bottle, a book of tears. And in Job 38, 37, the bottles of heaven. And, um, uh, you know, but, but now let's, let's just uh, let that set for a little bit. And let's go to the sixth chapter of, uh, of Genesis. Let's go to the sixth chapter of Genesis because I, I want to get something out of the way here because so m many people have this subject absolutely 100% wrong and they, they don't understand it. And one of the things that, for a reason that they don't understand it is some of the things in the book of Enoch, which is not properly translated, has misled some of the people. But I'm going to help you straighten out uh, this uh, knowledge right now. The sixth chapter uh, is about the Nephilim, the giants, uh, and uh, it it, uh, it is a <laughs> incredible revelation, and uh, I, I just uh, I just want you to have this because without this knowledge, uh, you know, uh, where where are you going to be able to 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 go and and be correct? Uh, all you'd be able to do is. You know, follow some of the ideas that other people have laid down, which are not correct. They're 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 just they're just they're just wrong. Uh, you know, uh, so um, uh, let's let's just uh, let's just get with it and uh, let's just uh, let's just look here at, at number six. Okay, now, and it came to pass when men began began to multiply on the face of the earth, and daughters were born unto them that the sons of God saw that the daughters of men, that they were fair, and they took them wives of all they chose. Okay. Now, number one, what you've got here is the sons of God are not angels, fallen angels, in the sense as described in the book of, um, of Enoch. Uh, sure, there are there are angels spirits in these bodies because that's the ophanims that fell, but but in the sense of how people are trying to say it happened, uh, you know, in in the book of Enoch, uh, that isn't the right story, and we're going to tell you how it is. So now you've got the sons of God, the offspring of Saith, the sons of God, because the sons of God uh, all started taking human body bodies. Uh, with w when Adam brought that possibility, he was the first man with a soul, the first human with a soul, but not the first human that lived, and he made that possible. And there's many, many scriptures for this, but we just have to hit the highlights of this now, and then hopefully we can come back and give more scripture for it. But here we got the the sons of God saw that the daughters of men were fair. Well, the the, the word there can also mean uh, were pleasurable. And Saul means they looked at them and, 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 and they were pleasurable to look at. Because let's get it straight. You take angels, even if they're, and they're in the angel mind and angel form, uh, and they haven't lost their memories, especially the angels that were following Lucifer, who is the most beautiful angel in heaven. They know what beauty really is. They, they know what handsomeness really is. 
uh, and they don't look down here at these these human bodies, especially from the four uh, rivers uh, 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 on the side prior to Adam. Uh, a lot of those, you know, were the big, heavy brow type and and the jutted jaw types, and and uh, you know, um, uh, uh, a lot of them were just not that they're just not that beautiful. But but uh, I'll tell you what, you, you don't have to be a psy- uh, psychiatrist to know that there are men that are born to, or pardon me, men that are married to beautiful wives. They are beautiful. And then they'll go out on their wife and they'll get involved with some woman that is not even one-tenth the beauty of the wife because there's a lust thing there. So what happened here? What happened is that these these angels, satanic angels, they came down and they demon-possessed these, these sons, sons of men uh, and, and made these, uh, pardon me, yeah, and these daughters of men and made these women look pleasurable and, and created, and it says they saw. So it happened in their eyes and they begin to then be lusting because of this pleasurableness that they saw, and and then they took wives of as many as they wanted, uh, and 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 this was a thing when the, they they fell and came into the bodies. They did it as demon possession, not as coming down and having uh, bodies that could connect. Because the scripture says here, and it's very very important. It says, um, and the Lord said, My spirit shall not always strive with man. For that he is also flesh. So we see that, that both the sons of God and the daughters of men were both flesh creatures. And that's you've got the word also. Is also flesh. They were both flesh creatures. It's not some angel that comes down <coughs> and has intercourse. This, these are, are fleshly creatures. They are also flesh. They are both, and they are, in, they are, they are uh, limited to the time effect uh, of having a, a time effect of life, of how long they can live or not live. And so it's a very, very clear picture if you read it correctly. Now, it says then in the next verse here, um, uh, verse 4, and there were giants in those days, uh, uh, and also after that, when the sons of God came in unto the daughters of men and bare children. Now we had a uh, there is a um, a recent situation where they bred um, a, a tiger and a lion together, and from that breeding of the tiger and the lion, they had an offspring that's part tiger and part lion, and he just turned out to be a, a colossus, a giant. He weighed three times what the normal lion or tiger weighed. And it's just a colossus. And the reason was because because of that particular kind of interbreeding between the tiger and the lion, it affected uh, the, the, uh, the hormone that has to, that has to do uh, with, with a growth. And, and uh, so it didn't have the break in there uh, to, to match 
the parents. And, and so it just sort of went excess and became this huge colossus thing. You can see that between then these human kinds of, 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 of persons, the, the humans who had souls, which were the offspring of, of uh, Saith, they were the sons of God. And then the, the, the sons of just humans, they were humans, but they did not have souls. And that when they intermarried, there, it had an effect because there was a difference in their genetics uh, uh, and in their DNA to the point that the, the, um, the hormone growth uh, thing did not have the proper break and you ended up with these giants that they call the, uh, the Nephthalim, you know. And, and, um, and someone says, well, yeah, yeah, but the name means fallen ones. Of course. Because, you know, they're, they're the offspring really uh, through, through the effect of the possession uh, of, uh, by, by, these, by these demons, by these devils. And, and uh, if you don't think that can affect, uh, you know, the genetics, then you, you don't know much about the Bible or, or much about, uh, you know, uh, biology and science and all those kind of things. So uh, now... Now that hopefully some of you've got that picture and and uh, and you know it'll take you a little further up the road, uh, you can begin to see uh, the, you know now back to the the the, the bottle. Uh, there's this message that's hid in a bottle. It's bottled up, and and God is wanting us to know this know this message, and that's Psalms fifty six eight. It's 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 a message that has become tears because of not being able to be released. Uh, but you know. In Job thirty-eight thirty-seven, it talks of it as bottles of heaven, you know, and and so God is wanting to to make this understood and wanting to set the people free so that they can really get into it. We talked uh, briefly about water. I'm I'm gonna have to hurry up because I'm missing some. I want to get into Dagon. We talked about the the, the power of water. Uh, how that human body is 70% water, 99% of the human body is made up of six elements, oxygen, hydrogen, nitrogen, calcium, and phosphorus. And, and, uh, and we, we talked about this, how this word 70 keeps coming up, uh, 70 unlived uh, uh, years of, of, um, uh, of uh, Adam. And we talked about the waters and of, of the rivers of time, the waters of the rivers of mind, and the 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 waters that was represented by the by the the seven waters uh, that came out of the uh, the four waters that came out of the Garden of Eden, and uh, you know, and we we talked about the waters had memory and 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 signature, and uh, they 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 have a a memora. and and uh, and the Bible talks about uh, there are different kinds of waters there's there's the sound of the many living waters if you have living waters that means there are other waters that are that are not living they're they're like dead waters otherwise there's no need to say living waters you just say waters because all waters are living but obviously there is a difference between you know the the spiritual heightened kind of waters that it's talking about here and and, and the, so forth then we see in in Genesis 1:20 waters are to bring forth life and then in um, uh, Genesis 2.10, uh, it, it, it talks about the uh, Eden and the four rivers of, uh, and the waters. And uh, uh, we, we know that 
the, the baptism in water, John 3, 5, is actually being born of water, which is actually coming as a human being, not talking about the regular baptisms. So uh, we know that there's a spiritual meaning of water. John seven thirty eight, out of your belly shall flow rivers of living waters. And um, then what was very interesting that I mentioned last week is that the fowl, the birds, were created in the waters, Genesis 1, 21. And we were told that the fowl uh, then, uh, after being created in the waters and, and living for periods of time in the waters, they eventually are to come out and they multiply on the earth, Genesis 1, 22. And uh, we mentioned how that in the, in the manifest there is this revelation of the Moran, M-E-R-A-N, uh, creatures that were created in, in, uh, in the waters and, uh, but were later to multiply on the earth. And the point there is, is that we say that when this division happened between the waters and the earth, and we can see that in, the, in Daniel uh, there is this story of Nebuchadnezzar uh, who um, uh, goes into this uh, degenerate state and and uh, he stays in it till seven times seven passes over him, and he degenerates all the way back till his his uh, hair becomes like feathers, and his uh, fingernails become like bird claws, and he degenerates all the way back to like the bird man. But then we see by the scripture that 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 the the bird man, the fowl uh, type of creatures, they end up going to land, and and from out of that transition to land, uh, then uh, some of them begin to be, uh, you know, creatures that, that become apes and, and, and all kinds of things along that line. But, there, but we do not believe that we are the offspring of an ape. We believe that we are the offspring that comes out of this, uh, from the water, and, and, and it, it, it takes off on another course. And, um, and uh, that there, there is a distinct difference between the Adam uh, man with a soul and, 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 and uh, you know, anything that is like an, an ape man. And uh, so uh, there's so much that could be gotten into that. But you can see in these two scriptures I gave you, and you should probably read them again, you know, and, and uh, you know, get, get that straight uh, because uh, it, it is... Uh, it's right there before you, Genesis one twenty one. Fowl, the birds created in the waters. <coughs> Genesis one twenty two. They are then to come out of the waters. <coughs> excuse me, and multiply in the earth. So uh, it's pretty fantastic, pretty incredible. Hold on. <coughs> okay, so. Um, um, now, as we begin to um, to see all these these things, um, I gave you a bunch of scriptures for Dagon to look up. I hope you did. I'm not going to be able to go over those, <coughs> at least not today. And um, uh, and and uh, we can we can see how that that there is really uh, an aquatic uh, coming forth. Of of uh, that 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 we actually came out of the waters, and and uh, you know and uh, it's it's quite neat how that uh, that uh, you know we're seventy percent water and all of those kind of things. <coughs> okay, so um, life is in the blood, and and 
and it's, uh, you know, mostly water. Uh, so the tears in the bottle want to tell us things. I said there's only 5% of things that's been uh, discovered. They have an advanced DNA uh, capability now of being able to <coughs> screen DNA. They've, rec you know, fairly recent, uh, last few years, discovered this uh, Dennis, uh, uh, the, the Denisovan uh, cave girl. And, uh, and they say that she lived 80,000 years ago. Okay, if they are saying that there is a, 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 a homid type of creature that lived <coughs> um, 80,000 years ago, and then most all your scientists are saying that the dinosaurs were destroyed 70,000 years ago, then that means there's 10,000 years ago prior to the destruction of the, uh, the dinosaurs in which there were these homid type of, you know, human-like creatures uh, that were, were living on Earth. So 5% is all that people know. Look at, the th look at what is being, beginning to be discovered. So, so when we talk about Christopher Columbus, you know, way back in, in, the, in the, the 1500s, when he was on, at the, on sea, uh, he writes in his manual that he saw three mermaids out in the ocean, uh, as swimming out in the ocean. Now, someone says, well, I think he got it mixed up with another creature. Well, he is a, like a scientist in the sense of, of, of being a sailor and, and having sailed, you know, uh, oceans. And the, he, this is a, something he knows and, and recognizes. Um, am I saying I believe in mermaids? No, I'm not saying that I do. But I'm saying there is something about this thing of 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 uh, of the mermaids, just like with Dagon. Dagon is part dragon, and he's part he's part fish. And 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 um, I, I I remember reading uh, one person said, um, "Oh well, no no one can support that thing about Dagon uh, being a fish." Well, uh, that's just what you think because they have found a very very ancient drawing. Um, of, of Dagon. I mean, it's really ancient, and um, uh, it shows it shows him, uh, you know, having the, the the fish tail all right. So there's something about that, and 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 the the best thing to do is not to jump the gun and start saying, oh, that's just false. That's just you don't know what's real. You don't know what's false. You don't know uh, the half because the world doesn't know the half. And, and, uh, and, and um, we talk about the Leviathan. You know, that's a, a sea creature with a, a tail. And yet it's made to be part of the satanic plan. And, and, uh, and, we, and we, we have the queen of heaven in the, in the um, physical satanic side. We have the queen of heaven in the spiritual side. Uh, there are powers and principalities at war and and there are things happening that people haven't even begun to touch haven't even begun to see uh you know the the reality of it and and so uh uh they used to they were positive that the in south africa human fossils that they found meant that that the the garden of the beginning of the human creatures ha happened in in uh africa now they are finding um, uh, other places on Earth uh, where 
they are finding uh, even older signs of fossils than they found in South Africa. So now they're saying, well, we're not too sure that life, uh, you know, of the Homo people began in Africa because now we've discovered all these other kinds of places and, and they haven't, you know, only 5% of archaeological findings have, have come, have come to pass. And, and, um, uh, there, there's a, the voices of the water spouts of the deep are sounding. Uh, why is fish a symbol of Christianity? Why did Jesus prepare a fish and say to the disciples, come and dine? Why can babies swim underwater, uh, you know, because they are just, they're just born in a, in a way that people do not really understand of the ancient history and ancient connection of, of humans uh, to uh, a possible water ha habitat going way, way, way back uh, in an aquatic uh, type of connection. And and so we don't want to go out there and say, oh, yeah, well, I believe in mermaids. But we don't want to go out there and say that there is no connection and no sign and no reality uh, to, to, to those stories. Uh, just give it time. And, and let's see, you know... Uh, what is meant when the Bible says in Genesis one twenty, life began in the waters. And we know that even the, the beast uh, comes out of the waters, uh, you know. So so let's not let's not jump the gun on any of these things. Let's just be very, very, very careful, you know, because God is, uh, you know, uh, wanting us uh, wanting us to really uh, understand things uh and uh, just like this thing with the liger, this uh, new uh, kind of creation from ma ma mating a, uh, a tiger and, and, a, and a lion. And you get a liger. And, and all of a sudden, uh, <laughs> you know, you've got this giant. And, and it's, it's in its own right, a kind of nephtalin of, of animals. Then in this thing of the nep uh, uh, nimrod and... and, and uh, that being the father. Some would say, well, the father of Nimrod was Cush. Yeah, in the Bible, there's many different names for people. And Bel, B-E-L, and Cush, and, and, uh, and B-A-A-L, and B-A-E-L were also names, you know, uh, <laughs> you know for the father of, 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 uh, of Nimrod. And um, so, uh, uh, yes, uh, uh, this is uh, really, really important to understand. Uh, it's it's uh, important to to get this story about Nimrod. There's more that we're going to have to to get into on it because uh, well, we're we're uh, just coming to a point that um, uh, that uh, if we don't get this story, things are going to get totally totally mixed up and totally out of line, and uh, you know people are just not going to to know the truth they're just going to continue in into their darkness and um and um they're going to you know live in a phantom world um you know and be embodied with ideas that seem to have a similitude of truth but they are not the real truth they 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 are they are bounded with those things that are going to uh, to to perish you know uh, yeah there was a stone uh, laver a uh, laver, pardon me, uh, from Assyria um, that was was found and um, and uh, 
they have it in a uh, museum in Berlin. And, uh, you know, uh, on the sides of it are the depictions of, uh, of, of uh, you know, uh, uh, of half, uh, half man, half fish uh, type of creatures. They have found pictures like that inside the caves. Um, the first story about mermaids goes back a thousand years BC, a thousand years before Christ. Is there any meaning to that? Of course, there there are meanings. And 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 dragon, of course, the, the Dagon was the second to El, as I mentioned last week. Uh, there is so much. There is so much to share. There is so much to say. And I'm sorry I couldn't get to anything on the uh, Gentile this week. As you can see, I have a big pile of stuff yet to teach here, but I've run out of time. But I want to tell you that we're moving forward. And uh, we're going to take whatever length of time it takes in this series to get all this revelation to you as much as we can. And if you've got questions, you can you can write me at lee.jerry.o. Dot Jerry is J-E-R-R-Y. Lee dot Jerry dot O. So Lee dot Jerry dot O at gmail.com. I can't guarantee I get right back to you. I have a lot to do, but eventually. Lord willing, I will get back to you. Pray for us as we pray for you. Believe in these messages. If you have a question, something you don't understand, I'll be given more and more scriptures verifying this thing about the rod, verifying the thing about Dagon and some of the meanings. That'll all happen in time. May God bless you and keep you. Our Father which art in heaven, reach out right now and touch any of the people that are sick. Touch any of the people that are handicapped. God, let your miracles just go forth and begin to do its wonders upon the people and your healings upon the people. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost, God bless you. We love you. Amen.